that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. Are you ready? You ready to yeah. do this, dude? Oh, hell yeah. That was a satisfying little uh, <laughs> pop. Hey, like there. Satisfying. You're taking a little tug off that bad boy. What, what kind is it? This is... I don't even know. It's delicious, oh. though. I mean, it's a uh, rye. It's a rye, but... It's just Jackson Hole. American Rye, Jackson Hole. This is not a... Straight, <laughs> straight from that big hole, huh? This is not a plug. Well, and I'm also drinking... Because <laughs> this is my favorite shot glass, too, is this Yellowstone one. I don't know why. Oh. It's just... It's cute. It's got that little gold rim on it. It's just classic. You know it's what I mean? Cla- it's perfect. Like, that's literally just fucking... What is that called? A gift shop style. It is. That is just. It, it's my just favorite like one. Road, roadside gift shop in Yellowstone. Until, uh, well, no, you got that years ago, but it's your birthday. So it happy is. birthday. Yeah. That's why I'm drinking and, is to forget. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> forget the pain and the age. Yeah. Um, so this is the Cult of Cinema Knowledge podcast. I'm Levi, the birthday boy, and that's Jordan, the not birthday boy. I know I don't get a birthday anymore. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did make my shirt though for mid midsummers. I love it. That's such a nice smile. It's so, dude. That, it's, that's such a good. That's such a good way to end it. Everything. Oh man. Spoiler so, alert. If uh, yeah, I mean this whole thing's a spoiler alert. So we're um, this is the last movie of June, the summer movie month, and holy fuck, I'm feeling it here. It's literally so hot. Uh, there might be a buzz in the background, but I don't care because I got my air conditioner or my window <laughs> unit in. Yeah, because it is like it's like ninety seven here today, um, and I'm no, thank you. sweating. I'm sweating hard, dude. Um, no, sir, I don't like it. No, so it is certainly the middle of summer, and I don't want to celebrate it as they do in this movie because uh, <laughs> I, I too yeah. feel like I'm being burned alive. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers, dude. So this oh, whole th- this whole thing's a spoiler. I know. Um, welcome, yeah. Welcome to the podcast so, where we, we really do spoil everything. So, so we are talking about obviously. My- Ari Aster's 2019, right? God, it is. It's so funny, dude. Because COVID, COVID did add like at least at least a year, if not like five. That'll always that'll always be a divide for a long time to come in our lives. Because it's like it literally 2019 was only not that long ago, but it seems like like it seems like mid century came mid summer came out a mid century (laughs) ago. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I I, yeah I know what you're saying. It like. Because even Hereditary was like 2018, right? Yeah, like 17, 18. I think was 18. It? No, it was, it was 17. Eight, I remember 17 or 18. It had to have been set maybe. Because I remember when I was reading it, it was like, this is like one of the most like back-to-back yeah. movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, it had to be because like, uh, I was still I was still living in Salt Lake when it came out. So yeah. it had to have been 2017 because I, we... I moved to Ogden in 2017. Well, well shit. Because we saw both of these movies together, we saw Hereditary together, yeah, and we saw Midsummer together. We did. We saw um, we saw Hereditary at the Broadway, and I don't remember where we saw Midsummer. Probably the Broadway. I think, <laughs> no, I think no, I think Midsummer, dude, no, was just set straight. Century. It might have been. Century. I think it was straight up. It had a wide release. Like shout out, like well, and shout out to the Century 16 on State Street. Um, they actually 
since they're they're this is a local thing, but they're part of the Salt Lake Film Society, so they actually get good movies. Oh, oh, they are. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Thank that God. Has to be new or no? I don't know. Oh, no, I it's mean, been a while. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they don't get all the ones that like Broadway but, does. Broadway, but they get, Broadway and Tower were like the yeah. they were the main ones that I remember being. Yeah, no, those are the those are still the main ones. But Century, because yeah. uh, luckily Century Sixteen is like the main one. But like all the century six, all the century theaters in Utah, are kind of have a, a partnership with Salt Lake Film Society. So some of them, like, will get the like more limited release films for like maybe just a couple showings or something. I feel like it's gotten so sick. it's gotten less since COVID. I think, but thank yeah. God that's the only reason because it's like you know movies. Some movies will come out and they'll only come to the century up here. You know, even though these days I prefer to go to AMC. But well, so, dude, and. Mid Midsummer was shot in Utah, <laughs> isn't that isn't that funny? Isn't no, that it wasn't. All the all the American all the American sets are in Utah. No way. When, when they're in America, it's shot in Utah, and that, then it's actually mainly shot in Hungary. But that makes total sense. Uh, the Utah stuff because it's like um, uh, mountain lion and everything. Um, Hereditary is totally like hundred percent shot in Utah yeah. too, mostly. Yep. Um, and that one was. I wonder. I that wonder one's if Ari obvious. From Utah, dude. I need to know. I'm going to stalk him. <laughs> that would be. Okay, go do it. While, while you're looking that up, I'm going to read a little synopsy okay. for everybody out oh, yeah. in the world. If you haven't seen this film, uh, I'm going to read you a synopsis right now that kind of lays the groundwork. Uh, I highly recommend you go watch this movie. It is uh, very neat, and uh, I'll just jump right in. <clears throat> Danny and Christian are a young, uh, a young couple with a relationship on the brink of disaster only staying together because of a tragic group suicide of Danny's unwell sister and parents. Months later, a still grieving Danny invites herself to join Christian and his college friends to the Midsummer Festival that was planned by Pela, I believe, is, I can't remember, Pela, I believe. Uh, yeah, I, 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 would, I literally just call him Pele because it's like your yeah, dog, but. Pele, it's very similar, but Pele's one L, but anyway, I believe yeah. it's Pela. Pella, uh, their friend from Sweden. Yeah, let us know out there in the world. Friend from Sweden, um, and they're all heading to Harga, a small farming village. Upon arrival, the group the group are immediately plunged into the festivities. They take mushrooms and head to the living quarters. The native folk are donned in crisp white with wildflowers as the backdrop. After they settle in and finish the communal feast, the true ceremonies commence. While the men that joined are tempted by the customs in this new land and disappear one by one, Danny ends up with a chosen family, adapting to their customs and becoming the May Queen. In a state of euphoria, she chooses her human sacrifice, ending the eternal sunlight in a blaze of glory with a smile on her face. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and then we glossed over a lot of... There's so much, like, lore <laughs> that it's like it you is. have to write a book about it. You know, it's so... They're, we're uh, we're going we're gonna to chat about it. They're, yeah, they're... Uh, their like ideology of their culture is fascinating. Well, and it's cool because it's like you can tell that some stuff is like heavily researched. And then I and then I watched like an interview with Ari Aster, and he he kind of talks about how a lot of it is like there'll be like large chunks that are that are researched and like you know factual. It's, yeah, it will. seems like a then, mix, you know, of like a, yeah, big time. Yeah, like oh, this a lot of this is based in actual like Swedish folklore, but then a lot of it is like. You know, the specific to this community, and is something that has is original to the story. Um, and I don't, I don't know what, but you can tell watching it like how much it's like intertwined, and that's what makes it creepier because it's like seems all the more real. 
like this 100% oh, seems geez. like something that could happen. It's not like totally totally out there. No elder demigod comes down. Um, though that'd be cool, but a different movie. But <laughs> Right. It would, yeah. It would like, yeah, it would make it bigger. I don't know. So what were your, what were your, what were your first impressions? Because we, we've seen this together. So I can, I can say, I don't know how, uh, how you remember the theater experience, but I remember it being fucking dead ass silent. Oh, and I did want to say before we got into this, if you are having suicidal thoughts, because that opening is brutal, please like look up the suicide hotline if you just like google it it gives you a bunch of resources there's the number and then yeah this movie, like yeah this movie's resources. definitely got some heavy themes of, it is of it is everything it's depression brutal, anxiety suicide dude. like i i uh so when we saw it i equated it to you know in the first 10 minutes of up where it like brings a it brings a beautiful tear to your eye yeah this is the first 10 minutes of up but it's just it rips your heart out and it poops onto your heart and then it steps on your heart and then it Put your, put your heart in the trash. I remember the first time we saw it, like from the we get go. Silent, silent, that, dead silent. The opening, because the opening's like for like twenty minutes um, before the before the titles roll. You know what I mean? And yeah. it is just fucking crushing. Like it is just so dark it, dude, and so it, heavy, and just it like sets the, the tone perfectly. It's the absence. Like it is. It's like the low point. Like everything, everything's just the worst in this movie, especially starting off, like, yeah. um, in the in the best way possible though. But I just it just opens that huge opening with the anxiety, and then like the slow walk through the house with the firefighters and everything. Oh my god! And then just her calling him and that. just screaming, and then the shot goes out the window into the snow, and then the titles start over the snow, and then it says like midsummer in the huge snowy with like the screeching violin and you just I remember seeing it in theaters and just being like shit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, yeah. Remember, being like, remember being like pretty sure I'm, we turned I'm to ready. each other and we're like uh huh yeah uh huh yeah we cause this like, time too I was just like god damn it, dude it, it is it packs a punch for sure it's rough and even like watching it on cause I watched it like on a smaller screen and it's, even then it's still like the, the music design and like how he shoots so like his I this guy's this guy's wild. We before we started recording, we were talking about Harry Astor kind of just coming out of nowhere. Like he was he's in his like he was in his like early thirties when he dropped Hereditary. Fucker. So it's it's just I know right. Fucker. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, it might have been around your age. Turn too. Th- I turned thirty one today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. But uh I'm, so st- anyways, I'm still so the yeah, young I mean, one you between know. the two of us, so Yeah. Right. But <laughs> yeah, like two years. But uh uh dude it's wild that he just he i feel like he came out of nowhere i don't even know if he's got a like a short you know any short i feel like he had like a little something something but like it, it really is like him and robert eggers like came out of nowhere and like started this whole like quote unquote new wave of like elevated horror i feel like uh and, well, and I, jennifer can and A24, like, in A24, general, because yeah. The Witch, and then, like, Duke and the Hereditary, and, like, all those were starting to come out, and A24 especially, like, with all those all those movie. movies were A24, and they were just kind of, like, slapping one out after the other, and these guys are already, like, like, I will see anything that either of them does till the end of time yep. at this point. Till forever, dude. And yeah. at this point, when Boulevard's coming out soon, it's, like, next year. He, and, dude, he's a, he's a monster. He's, like... He did Hereditary 2018, and then Midsummer 2019, and then Disappointment Boulevard. I bet that would have came out in 2021, 2020 if COVID didn't happen. Yeah. Like, this guy, this guy's an animal. He's yeah. just like, 
He's maybe he's just trying to, you know, I can't wait. get a bunch out there and then. I don't know, man. This this movie I always flip flop though because um, I need to watch Her- Hereditary again. So maybe we need to. I've seen both of them now about three times each. Yeah. See, this was yeah. my third viewing on this one, and I had watch. I actually watched the director's cut this time, but I need to watch Hereditary again because I keep flip flopping about which one's my favorite. And right now, I mean, I right now, Hereditary. see, right now I'm midsummer though, and <laughs> I don't know if it's just because it's fresh in my mind, but uh, it's just like it's so is a hundred percent what it is. You know, it knows exactly what it's doing. It moves at the pace, like even. Even the regular version has, like, I mean, the regular runtime is like two and a half hours, but the director's cut is just under three hours. So, even then, it's like it definitely got more of a kind of a slow pace, but it, like, the whole movie's got this meticulous vibe to it where it's very, it's very tension filled, even when, and that's what's so beautiful about it, is like even during, like, supposedly normal, uh, what would be happy scenes, but there's just like, there's tension within the group. There's like, uh, you know, slight suspicion from like the the cult, you know, um, towards the group. Like there, there, there's like things that are wrong enough to be weird, but then they have all their tension. Like every single scene with Danny and Christian is fucking beautiful. Like it's so well written and so well acted in the subtext of like the drama that's going on between them and the toxicity of their relationship. And then, like, Christian and Josh and their competitiveness with their, like, and then... Yeah, get into um, the other thesis. Dude, Christian, I, I still, I will stand. Christian got a raw deal. I mean, that guy, that guy is, like... He, he was a fucking douchebag, but I'm he not, didn't deserve to defend, die, you know? <laughs> right. I think that's kind of the thing. I, like, it's, like, he got drugged and raped, and then yeah. he got murdered. He, so he was a I coward. I kind of feel like he got a raw deal. He did. But he, I, he got a yeah, raw deal, I, but he he's yeah. still a fucking selfish douche. But he doesn't. Watching it this time, I think the only thing, the only like, I wouldn't even. It's not even like negative. As much as I just, I kind of feel like everybody, everybody died. It was kind of weak motive for people to die in this. But it's so that's so like undercut. It all they all make sense. It's all everyone does everything, and it's all their like their convictions cause them to die. Their their greed and their selfishness and 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 all of them. I think it's, like, a, it's an interesting like choice with how this movie is so unsettling, uh, just is like in its undercurrent, and it does have the points of shocking violence, especially with the, the ritualistic suicide scene. But like all the main characters, except like Josh is killed on screen, but it's super brief, and then Christian is is killed on screen at the end, and yeah, and that's it. And even then, he's he's not. I mean, he's killed, but, but he's like, just like he's still alive. Yeah, <laughs> while, like, while they're shooting it, you know, right. he, he clearly dies. But like, Mark is killed off scene. Like the, mm-hmm. the two other people the, are killed off yeah, scene. It, Connie and Simon, and yeah. they're like, well, yeah, you know who got the most raw deals? Fucking Simon, though. <laughs> yeah, Simon definitely. Did. He, he got no, the because that was he got the blood eagle man. Yeah, nobody, dude, the blood eagles. Well, yeah. one thing for yeah. sure. So in the director's cut, uh, I'll tell you, give you a little sprinkle right now. There's a lot more with like building up to Josh and Christian's like conflict with each other and like their thesis issue okay. that is actually I think builds out their relationship a lot more plus there's a lot more and, stuff with Christian and Danny obviously and they show they show Connie's death right or they like no to it but more? they do allude to it more no. because they do have a like a mock ritual of this other kid throwing him in the river 
with a stone on him. And then later, yeah. Connie, when you see her body getting wheeled to the temple at the end, the pyramid thing, uh, she's, she's wearing she's wearing all the same clothes that he was wearing. So it's like they did soaking, that. Yeah, she looks soaking. Yeah, wet. they yeah. did that ritual with her where they like sunk her in the river. Um, is what it's what that's implying. But it's uh, it's interesting. I forget why oh, dude, I stopped. It's it's so, <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you were yeah, because they were, were well, the over, well, the I, violence. I, I was gonna say like uh, in the director's cut, there's definitely more of the violence. And it's like I remember originally seeing the blood eagle bit where Christian runs into the shed and Simon's there all pinned up, and you're like, is he still breathing? Like you're like he is, yeah. but or is he tripping? Because everything up until that point, like it's, yeah. they're it's a very hallucinatory psychedelic climax, um, but it's like. They definitely went longer on the director's cut in that scene, and he hundred percent is. He he, yeah, he breathes again. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what I was. I was reading that too, and like that, it's like, yeah, he was breathing. But you know what's crazy? That on this watch, I noticed that like drugs are such a heavy influence, and it's cool how they're they're used throughout. Like how like he smokes resin at the beginning. Like that's his that's his character to right off the bat mm-hmm. this was like smoking resin with his friends and then presumably he's he's high like a hundred percent of the movie and it's kind of it was kind of a cool like this is just like a fan theory i know yeah. like well pretty actual like definition but he like was smoking resin and then it's like throughout all these times like when he comes over to her house he looks shocked but he also i mean he looks stoned and then like when they're going through and they come and they start doing shrooms it's like ever since that point too yeah well, and same with Mark, too, the other friend. He's constantly puffing on his vape, and he's the one that's, like, initially, like, oh, right. shit, shrooms, hell yeah. And, yeah, but, yeah, but it makes sense because he's obviously, like, the fool archetype that is just, mm-hmm. like, he comes along, but he doesn't pay attention to anything that's happening. He misses the suicide. He pisses on the tree because he just is not paying attention to the culture or the surroundings, like, at all. Uh, and obviously that's what gets him fucking skinned. Uh, yeah, which is and he never really takes like you know, account accountability for it, dude. Yeah, that that scene's so dope. All the all the like like you said, it's cool how like a lot of the death is off camera, but yet what we do see later from their deaths is amazing, like, terrific. Like, like, dude, when yeah, when yeah. Uh, when Josh just goes sneaks into the temple to try and take pictures of their uh, scripture, and then like he's like, Mark, close the fucking door, and then he like steps in, and you're like, oh, something's weird. Like that's creepy, and then you see yeah. that it's like someone wearing his skin and you're just like god damn <laughs> like I get like, <laughs> like, yeah and like all of the like the sound design in this is amazing. so, so good. beautiful that like even that scene when he's wearing it 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 uh did you notice that he matches the breathing yeah so he's wearing Mark's face and then Josh is uh like having twitching the, on the ground he's having the huge as, the the like groaning that you get from like traumatic the, brain like, injuries right which is, right. freaks he, me out breathing too he's <laughs> Oh, dude! He's I like, know that is brutal, and he's like, "Yeah, he's having that like the the inhale that's like super it's like skittish, and then he's breathing like the same way." And it's like it's those little details that are just beautiful about this movie. Yeah, the, like, the breath. It's funny that you mentioned that because yeah. like, yeah, uh, not only does it seem very important in the movie because they're like breathe, do the you know like every time they uh-huh. do oh, a thing all the time. Yeah, but yeah, th- when it comes to the sound design, you can hear their breathing like way more than you would any other movie. Like, every time Danny's trying to keep it yeah. together, she, like, walks off, you can, like, she's, like, barely containing her, like, hitching sobs. Um, yeah. And it's, like, super pronounced from, like, an auditory standpoint. Like, this movie's a feast visually and auditory the whole time. So, like, and, and when the music decides to come, it's simple, but it's super effective. 
Oh, it's so dude, and it actually yeah, you're you're right. It is pretty. It's pretty simple. It's Especially usually like a lone violin full. until the end, but it gets. Or, it's interesting because yeah. it like the vibe of this movie really. It starts off as low as you can fucking get. And it's know, it's really almost yeah. the opposite of a lot of horror movies because especially if you follow if you follow any other character it would be like a typical horror movie where like they're just living their life they go to this village and things slowly start getting creepier but through, flowing from Danny's perspective as a protagonist she starts at the lowest point and she slowly kind of grows and like that is, yeah and that's like cool, the music right? becomes better and she slowly becomes part of this like I noticed this time watching it too like I was like thinking like everything that happens to her is like specifically like trying to be a positive influence on her like you could tell the cult like and she slowly is wearing their clothes to by yeah. to by the end of, like she starts with the apron then she's got the dress uh, and then she wins the May Queen and she goes the full fucking flower gown by the end of it she's literally just a pile of flowers and, she just yeah, is engulfed in there and in their nearing the end uh, everyone's gone and then Christian's whacked out of his mind on those fucking hallucinatoric dandelion drink. <laughs> and he couldn't look like more of an outsider. Like, he's just outside the group. He look, He's in a, just like a black t-shirt. And Danny is part of it. And it's just, it's interesting to watch that transition because it's like thematically like that or like fits the whole thing. And like even the music becomes like happier near the end. Um, even though, like, the events are being more disturbing, technically. <laughs> like, you're seeing your friends, like, skinned corpses and stuff, but the music is, like, pretty jovial. Um, I think it's really interesting. <laughs> and it it, 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 it it fucks with me in a way that, like, a lot of horror movies don't because it's just, like, I don't know. I think it is kind of different in that way to where it's, like, has a different vibe. It's not like a... It's not your typical horror movie. It's like, I would almost like, wouldn't even fully call it a horror movie. You know what well, I mean? Well, and that, I was actually going to get to that because it, it I, I, you can't label this movie. I mean, you know, psychological horror, I guess would be the closest thing. But what I really like is Ari Aster, he himself just calls it a dark fairy tale. Yeah. It, you know, that that's, it's essentially just so like. It's, I was saying to Mary, I'm like. Folklore. It's a rebirth. You know, it's like she her old life is in ruins and she comes to this place and it turns out to be exactly what she needs or exactly what she thinks she needs. Well, well and it will be kind of, it kind of becomes, so I was thinking it's twisted in fate too. Yeah. Like she shows up and then they didn't know, the community doesn't know that she's coming in. You know, it like, you know, uh, like Pela can talk to them. Maybe I'm not even sure how they correspond. I think they do now. This time, I, that's thing. this time watching it, I think that they do know okay. her See, her that, story. Yeah, like I think part of him because they 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 honor at the end they honor Pele. I'm gonna just say Pele. They they honor him at the end for like his great insight at the at the end of the you know the 90 year yeah. festival. His great insight for bringing these people that were like perfect for this uh, sacrifice, and you, you can tell and it, it, it's it's brutal because the whole time watching this the first time I watched this I thought he was the good guy like he was the nicest guy I know. dude he's the coolest villain ever because it's it's why he thinks what he's doing is like nothing wrong with it I don't know it's fucking right. brutal because now watching it I know that he's just like manipulating them and like tricking them essentially like he he plays them in every possible way um 
to bring them along and how eager he is to bring Danny because I think he can tell that like oh she's prime for this yeah like she's I think that's has too, that yeah. deep it, loss and she's very vulnerable so like she's open to like any kind of manipulation and then I'm like watching it this time I'm like oh my god that the drugs it comes back to the drugs where it's like they use it like ceremonially and they use it like to manipulate and to entertain and to frighten and it's like there it's used it's used in such a way that i feel like they kind of created the reality around her Uh to get her to get her to be the may queen because totally when they're doing the maypole they're like people are bumping into each other and shit you know and people are keeping her upright when they like you know when they go around and like when she starts to seem a little like daisy you know they'll like they'll like pepper up and like smile with her and they did talk about um they they mentioned it briefly i think in I, I think they go a little bit more into it in the director's cut slightly, but they definitely mention in the regular one how they talk about how every now and again to avoid like inbreeding issues, they have to like bring in new people. But that's yeah. but that's partially why Christian has that like sex ritual with that girl to like have a baby from an outsider. And they yeah they in the in the regular cut they, they, they say they totally, that like explain that yeah. but they they like I feel like they have like a but, more of a conversation about the, how they bring people in every now and again too like well this is what like this worthy is what I've to it so it's like Danny becomes part of that that's her well, new that's family the whole thing though Danny Danny is the ninetieth year maker no yeah this is thus they don't do this every fucking year com- like they, no they no they have that's completing they have their their the, suicides uh still right. as as long as they need to every uh solstice or whatever uh with the with the people who have reached the age the end of their life cycle but the great feast only happens every 90 years which is why this is a little bit more extreme <laughs> yeah and i i love that like the like nine nine being that symbol where it's like you know nine people need to die and then it's all the like it's all the the times tables you know of like when what age you turn like although whatever that word was and stuff like that yeah. it's like they use nine a lot throughout that and i was i was seeing this time when they're up on the when they're up i guess it's just like when you turn 72 you like put your hands on that ruin and so it's like all the ruins that are up there. I know. There I didn't really are, are past. I didn't really notice it the last two viewings, but this time I noticed that there is that entire yes. mountainside is full of those. Right. They're essentially, right. like they're tombstones. You know what I mean? They're just like it's like yeah. a whole cemetery up there of like their ruins for each person. Um. Goddamn. Yeah. So good. God, it's dude. It's so <laughs> it's okay. so visceral. That that like his deaths because in Hereditary it's the same way like his sound design and everything is so beautiful and it's like it's not even like like watching it i mean it's it's visually horrific but it's just that like the thud you um, know and then it just shows a brief moment of it, and it like god it's just enough where it like feels it feels now's right. a good time it may or may not be my most favorite scene but i'll th- i'll think of another one when we talk about it but that scene in particular is maybe the best in the whole movie uh, just because like from a technical a technical standpoint, the turning of the story, a character development, because it's like you not only is it absolutely incredibly shot, the sound design is absolutely amazing. Because uh, from the first jump, she jumps, you get the crack, but then like the audio goes all like mute, and you can hear because she's like in shock from seeing it, Danny, and uh, the, you hear like Simon and Connie like screaming, but it's like muffled and like the the way that that whole scene is, but the one that 
and it always clicked with me, but now knowing more how it ends, um, what really clicked with me more this time is the moment that, uh, and I, I want to watch the original one again, to, the regular version, to see if it's like as pronounced, but she, uh, right before the woman jumps, the, the you know, kills herself, right before she jumps, she like stares right at Danny, and Danny's like freaking out, and like she's having yeah. again the with the breath, like you can hear all you can hear. The main thing you can hear is <gasps> like she's about to have a panic attack, you know. She, and, uh, she does that, yeah. And she like grabs, she grabs Chris. She does. She arm, grabs his arm, and then he, he's falling. But, she's falling. But yeah. like they have, they share a long look. Like you love, you love falling. I do. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, which, I do. Yeah, I do. I which love is it. great. But they share how, how it's done in this movie. Is, so it's good. very stylish. They share this long look, like she's like I'm at peace with it, and then like. The other main lady, aunt, whatever her name is, is like, you know, it's uh, it's bad to, uh, God, I wish I knew, I'm going to find the exact quote, but essentially it's along the lines of like, it's bad to fight the inevitable because it corrupts the soul. So like, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. why fight death? You know what I mean? And so I feel like that's a huge turning point for Danny as a character to like, her life is ruined. Like people can't even say the word family around her. Like they say family to her yeah. and she has a whole meltdown. Um, but after that point, she realizes like, wow, like they, she looked me in the face calm and chose her death, her moment. Right. And it's like, death doesn't have to be this huge, dark, crushing thing. And I feel like that's really the turning point for like Danny slowly tipping into the side of the, of the cultists and becoming one of them. Cause it's exactly what she needs, you know? Cause even Pele says to her, like this, this community has made me feel held and like that's what clicks yeah. with her he says like he's like i have always felt held and she's well like christian christian's cut, not your home you does, know? does christian does christian ever kiss her or is he ever does he like ever touch her because i'm i'm like not 100 percent sure but i don't think he ever touches her he, except for the hug yeah like that hugging scene but when they go to sweden i don't think they ever touch he definitely does in the director's <laughs> like, cut once but it's do they kiss? it's it's yeah. his own manipulative thing like Uh-oh. he comes in because this this scene's definitely not in the original in the regular cut but they have like this huge fight at night after this other ritual the one by the, with the boy by Uh-oh. the river they have this huge okay. they have this huge fight and about like how she's always has an interior interior motive and she's like what are you talking about and he's like oh you're just the victim blah 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 like just being a douche but uh they just end it like that but then he comes back the next morning and he like he kisses her and like gives her a hug and she's like i'm so sorry like she's the one to apologize like oh like no dude yeah. she's always she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry about last night you know she's definitely the one that's always taken the brunt of that and uh that's right. brutal. Her desperation but, but, to keep to keep anyone around her. It's so and then like it's so well written, yeah. dude. It's so that's why well I love written. When she, gets, when she finally gets accepted, it like it lands so well, dude. Do you know it's wild too? This is another one uh, of those of British actors doing an American accent flawlessly. <laughs> like to listen to listen to both of them, Christian and Danny. What Wait, Florence Flo- Florence Florence Pugh, Pugh Jeff, is Florence. super British. Is is super fucking British. When you hear her talking, they're like, oh, oh, the baby was growing. Uh, Ariasta was a beautiful man, and I love him. Oh, it's my like, God. You're like, what the fuck? Why are they better like, actors than us? I know, yeah. It's Shakespeare well, you know fuckers. We got her over here. I know, yeah, exactly. That's true, but it's like, that always happens. God, that always happens. Yeah. I had no idea. Because yeah, they, they crush it. They, they seem like your total typical. Yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> Dude, on this watch, the whole time, I was like, 
everyone's so attractive. I love their clothes. I know. <laughs> like, even like I love every everybody's. I like the like the the traditional, you know, like farmer's clothes and like everybody's like ceremonial clothes. And then I even just like like whatever Christian was wearing and Josh and stuff like their clothes looked so nice and comfortable. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I think my so right, I think my favorite such, thing uh, about this beautiful. the director's cut. So if you ever watch it again, you should watch the director's cut. Oh, yeah. I think the original theatrical cut is best for a first-time viewer, but if you're going to watch it a second time, watch the director's cut. Um, but it's how much they flesh out Josh's character more because yeah. it's like he he's a good character. <laughs> I really like his character. No, we so there's a scene. So the the pube pie scene yeah. when Christian's there and he like, you know, he's and, that, and, that whole love And ritual. the blood mimosa or whatever. Jo- yeah, yeah, <laughs> delicious. But uh um, Josh is like Josh is kind of awkward in that scene he seems really disconnected and like not even like he barely he delivers a couple lines and they seem weird yeah. and he 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 just learned about the like bible and the inbreeding and everything like that yeah. that aspect of it so I, I'm like maybe he's just like lost in that kind of thought but it did feel awkward is there a scene between yeah, that totally you yeah there is yeah. oh my god okay good because totally the is. whole time i was like there's, i was like man he seems he seems like there's did they argue about the thesis yeah there's maybe? way more but, drama because it, it starts kind of okay. earlier too like there's a lot on their drive yeah. to like once they get to sweden oh. there's like a, there's like 10 minutes of that not not fully there's like at least five minutes though sure. of them driving yeah. to the place yeah. and they're talking in the car about the thesis and about christian like no no he's gonna do but it's like Josh, um, he definitely has more of like his motivation makes more sense for him to like jump the gun and take pictures of the of the scripture yeah. cool. after the other one. Because it, kinda... it builds him in a way like him and Josh keep having this back and forth and then Josh keeps trying to go to the other people but keeps getting like uh, you know, take it out, but he, you can tell he's freaking out about it. Like, and it like is slowly building up and the tension between the two of them yeah. is building up. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if he, cause he's clearly Josh is like the academic. Yeah. He's the, he's the, well, what he says is totally one. true. That, that but, argument they have in the bunkhouse is fucking great where he's just like, when Christian tells him he's going to do his thesis on this too. And he's just like, <laughs> he's like, you fucking, cause that, that seems longer too. And yeah. he's literally, uh, he's like, I've literally dragged your fucking lazy ass through all this. Like, you don't care, which is fine, but why are you in academia? This is my thing. Like, um, he's halfway between, like, you know, Mark. I don't even know why Mark's there other than to just party and have a good time. Right, and I think that is his thing. And I think think Pell just invited him because he knew Mark would be... He fits fits the archetype of the the fool, which... uh, Yeah, the fool, who they needed... Yeah, and dude, can we? Speaking of like fitting archetypes, I think it's I think it's beautiful, and it's such a this movie this movie first viewing of this movie it's so overwhelming. I mean, it's like still this is my you know, third time. It's I'm still like would love to watch it again yeah. to catch to catch things I didn't catch. But that tapestry right at the beginning where it like literally it, like <laughs> if you like pause I was like I was looking at it because I was deciding what to print on my T-shirt, and uh, I was looking at that tapestry. It's like the first half of the movie, and there's. There's so much no dude, it's like one hundred percent of the whole movie. It like it there's so much little tiny detail mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, that's like a scene of the movie yeah. throughout the whole thing. It's like, like either a catalyst to cause like all these other things to happen, or it's like just directly like you know, related to it. And I would love to see inside 
the like meeting house yeah where they talked to christian about you know setting up the arrangement for him well, i literally this time watching it because the one the one picture you get the most focus on in the meeting house mm-hmm. is the burning bear and I'm like, I'm getting a tattoo of that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's a sick ass. Oh, my God. And it's like the roses by it and yeah. stuff are beautiful. Dude, the, this movie, this movie, in my notes, I like wrote, I just wrote like, what did I write? Like, was that? King of foreshadowing or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, There's so yeah. much foreshadowing. It's Way like, more in the, the direction cut, too. There's so much foreshadowing. It's uh, it's great. It's great writing. Um, One thing that I kind of made a note of, and it's just a funny thing that I laughed at, is uh, after Danny they at the beginning well when they get to Sweden and they start tripping and uh, they're all wigging out and you know Mark's wigging out about it being daytime and then Danny like runs off and into the woods and is having a horrible like that's like the worst yeah. like the the, the yeah. extreme music of her running through the dark woods is like the well, worst trip ever <laughs> and they've got no they this is this is my favorite movie to show the experience oh, 100% that's what everyone says hallucinogens it, is specifically it, but uh, yeah, specifically, yeah. but yeah, it, it it captures it quite well. <laughs> it's right. one of the it's, it's one like of the few yeah. few media like few films that I've seen that it's uh, it, that captures like hallucinogens well, and like the right. thought pro like you can tell they they've done hallucinogens and they're like oh because oh, you can always like tell yeah. in a scene where someone in another movie where someone's like they take acid and then dragons come out of their butts or whatever and I'm like this person uh-huh. has no idea what they're talking about <laughs> or yeah or it's like or like they'll smoke a powder and then it's just like it's like the camera's crazy and it's like oh, oh, oh and they're like it just it's so like you know it can fit sometimes thematically and be funny but like it's so unrealistic yeah. well, and this is like there's times there's times where it's like literally so subtle mm-hmm. things are popping that at me as a viewer I'm like I'm like whoa did I just did I just see that <laughs> yeah, move same. and I'm like that's that is same. 100% what it's like when you're on it's like shifting allegedly I wouldn't know allegedly yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't well, and, but, and, uh, the, and like the weird razor's edge of anxiety too of like of yeah, like yeah. they I think they, they looked at me and they smiled and I like is that about me yeah. like what is going on yeah but uh, well, and I love the I love the uh, he's like oh Mark's like new person oh man I don't want to I don't want a new person he just walks by and he's like hi yeah yeah just <laughs> like super friendly I, they're sweet you know, they're yeah they're, they're like freaking out I'm like yeah that's totally that's so funny but uh, totally what I've heard about yeah the part that she uh, when she wakes up they find her the next day and uh, she says did it ever get dark and I said. Your whole damn fucking life is dark, man. Like, <laughs> the whole time I was like, yeah. yeah, it got pretty dark, dude. This whole thing got pretty dark. Uh, but it's just it's just kind of fun. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, it's such a good movie. Um, let me see if I got, oh, a, yeah. got anything else yeah, right we, there. I'm going to pull up a Reddit. I can, I can, I can probably talk about this movie for a long time. But <laughs> oh, dude, dude, dude. And, like, it's cool. The uh, That scene, the, the sex scene... Um, when he comes running out, like the attention to detail is beautiful. Like he has, like you know, like whatever fucking that, like uh, the hymen blood all over his dick, and it's just like it's brutal. And then I love that he comes out like butt ass naked, and that was his choice. Yeah, he goes. Jack was he like, goes. He goes full. He yeah. hangs dong full on, and I, I, I do. I respect yeah. that. Well. And it, it was like, he wasn't supposed to. Like, Ari was like, nah, you don't need to. And he was like, it's like, no, he's like, I want to be, he's like, I'm a victim. Like, women always get to be the victim. Well, yeah, and like, now he's like the fact yeah. that it shows like. We always think. Yeah, they get to be good for them. 
I was, I was going to yeah, clarify yeah. that a little bit more. That it's like he chose because it, he was well, he no, it is. the night before he watched I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah, exactly. And, it was is, like, and he's like, he's just like, yeah. It is a big difference. Historically, women are always victimized. To, like, yeah, it's always like, or, yeah, or sexualized. And it's like all the nudity. They have, to, an, they have to be nude in like an extreme movie. It's like a guaranteed that, you know, a girl's going to be nude. And so he was kind of like, let's do it. Yeah. Well, how do I have this many comments on here? Yeah, there's a lot. I know it was great. I was yeah, I was reading through it. I'm like people, people must love this movie. I mean, I, I'm glad a, they a couple do, people said they didn't really like it, but I, I, I get that this movie, <laughs> fuckers. No, I, I get that this movie is not for everyone. It, but it is 100 percent for me. <laughs> like, yeah. like I didn't do my letterbox rating yet. I haven't done it. Um, obviously, I watched it last night, and then today I've been busy. But, um, it's five stars for me. Like, I think this movie's, in, I, I think gave, this movie's incredible. I gave it, I gave it four and I gave it four and a half. Because I think I like, I like Hereditary more, and I, that has no. That's just mine. I think it's a five. I, I'm, I think I'm not afraid that of Hereditary it. is a better horror movie. Like I yeah. think Hereditary yeah, 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 yeah. is fucking terrifying in all the correct ways, and is fucking just deeply disturbing and gripping. But something about this movie is like it does the well, it does I the like, folk horror thing, uh, yeah, but this, different this enough. This is internal. This is internal and hereditary is external. What? And so I, I like I, just, I like that aggression that comes out yeah. of hereditary. I just can't think of anything so. wrong with this movie that other than it comes down to taste. Like I think it is written yeah, superbly. I think the pacing well, might be too slow for some, but I think in this one it's uh incredibly tense and, and interesting. I think I it's it's so there's two parts. Lack lack of knowledge on any of the folklore or anything like that from my end, but from a like narrative standpoint there's a few things that they talk about like like how many people need to die to be sacrificed and then how many foreigners are involved yeah. because when you go when you when you first show up there's a ton of foreigners and so they slowly focus weed on these, out like yeah. six yeah and so you're kind of like okay I, I get it there's other rituals there's other you know I, I it's that's how come I'm like it doesn't ruin it for me or anything but it also it kind of leaves me like it's weird. I don't need a movie to like full, flat out just tell me everything that's happening, you know, so I can I can be like, oh, I had no loose ends. But that was well, again, yeah, a lot happens off screen. Like, Major characters are killed off screen, you know what I mean? It's, but yeah, it does such right, a good right, job, right, yeah. like insinuating right. and leaving just enough there to like answer your needs, but like leave you wanting more. You know what I mean? It definitely yeah. does. Like, there's so much more. You're like, oh, like I want to see. I want to see Mark get killed and skinned. Like I would love to see that. I know, but it, it well, works. I know, right? and that, but but it's but we kind of do get to see that because we can put our we can we can put our old thinking caps on when he's showing you how to dissect the bear yeah. at the end. You know, and, like oh, there's some other fucking. And that's such a small glimpse into like him being a mentor, showing these kids like that's just oh God, I, a part of their lives. Dude, he's I like, all right, boys, scene. like this is it, like because this is your trade. You know what I mean? It's just like how this community yeah. works. It's just a small glimpse, and they just. Don't even give it a second thought, and they I just throw it. Christian up on the table with the bear, and yeah, it's dude. just it's just part of besides, it. <laughs> and besides the pube, those pies looked fucking dank. I did. I I did so it with good. the pube. I, <laughs> I mean, true. If you're yeah. gonna give me a love potion, all right. So uh, Wu Tang Clan Thug Nine Millimeter says, uh, it, they commented before too. Thanks, thanks for commenting. Yeah. Uh, yeah says yeah, yeah. I okay. like that it basically could happen to a lot of Americans. Like, I could go there as a young college guy trying to get laid and doing everything I can to respect foreign culture, totally overlooking how bizarre the circumstances are 
only realizing too late how fucked up it all is right before the hideous inbred kid hits me over the head and turns me into a blood eagle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Terror Dragon 13 says, Love this movie. To pick the, gra- the pictographs at the beginning and in the middle of the celebration involving the love potion were fascinating looks into the plot. And there are some hidden faces, too, in the movie. The trippy effects on the flowers and such at the end really got me as well. And so many beautiful girls. I would be the- trapped there, too. Sounds awful nice to Atis. Atis- Tupa, uh, when I'm too old to go on to um, that life cycle, which I agree, I commented, I agree, I agree with that. It's 72. That's my winter, the end of my winter. Yeah, that's your yeah. Um, I do love that. I love those cycles. So, oh my, but dude, it's like the the beautiful women. I'm like, kind of, but they're like they kind of creep me out a little bit. I love, <laughs> I love them. They're very interesting looking, which is really cool. Like I, I don't know. I mean, they're they're conventionally attractive. Well, I'm a fan of the like, more like yeah. They, yeah. They're kind of like that. The girl that gets bred is like fucking a little funky. I was like, she's like, she's kind of she's uh, she's so white. It is. It's, it's, she's like China. Frickly. She is like a porcelain <laughs> doll or some shit. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's why they chose. So uh, and then so oh my god, dude, eighty two said I loved it. One of the more creepier movies I've seen in recent years. Most horror movies tend to take place at night, but this one is oddly bright, having taken place mostly during the daytime. Everything is made to seem like a celebration, but it is incredibly disturbing. The opening sequence and the sacrifice scene were done almost too well. You definitely don't see the ending coming either. I thought this movie was brilliant. Uh, Check Black GSD says, I thought it was a derivative of The Wicker Man, the 70s version, not the Nick Cage abomination. Which, I commented and I could see that point. I do feel like, and I said, what I said to that was like, it, it, this is the Wicker Man is the grandfather of. We talked a little bit about full core when we did the Blood on Satan's Claw. I know, right? I was gonna bring that up too. And yeah. it's like the Wicker Man is like the grandfather of that genre. I feel like this movie is I'm, obviously I've of never the seen, same genre. I've never seen the Wicker Man. Oh, really? Man, it's good. I feel like a fool, and I know. And Travis, I was talking to Travis, and he said he's seen both of them. He says the original is better, obviously, but it's like I'm like, man, I'm I gotta. I tried to watch it. I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. And so I didn't want to buy um, it. So I was like, well, maybe for Horatober we'll oh, pull, throw it in there because I I, I, oh, okay, I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time, so I barely remember it. But yeah, um, I would love I do to like see it. it I, it's it's I feel like this movie does a little bit more, but it like is obviously within the same genre, so it owes re- respect and pays homage to that. Well, and I think you you mentioned in the Reddit too where like you're like it's such a small subgenre yeah. that it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah, dude. There's only like ten of these movies. Literally, made. name me ten. Really? Name me ten I mean, full core movies. I, I really, I can't even name you. It's three. hard without a. Stretch. I mean, except for the the three that we just are talking about right Literally. now. <laughs> uh, I only got a couple. I got a couple more just because we got a lot. I figured I'd read them. So, sure. uh, absolutely underappreciated film from the framing, plot, dialogue, use of color, character motivation. Oh, this is old school Drew, by the way. Even some ambiguous elements. Just about every aspect is done creatively and about as ideally as you would want uh, and knowing it is actually based as a folklore themed relationship and analogy really pulls in a level of psych horror that many of us would probably miss. Airy is approaching a Hitchcock-esque level of mixing horror Dude. with art personal expression yep. and social commentary rare yeah fucking great comment dude and that in his interview Airy was like Airy was like well, I wrote this because I was going through one of the like worst breakups of my life. Yeah, amazing. And so I'm like, I'm like, uh, noted, dog. <laughs> we can 
we can tell. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he said he took a lot of that, you know, that like that adventure that he wants to fill afterwards. But then like the the loss, and um, you know, fantastic writing. Um, great. Funny. You got a money minute? Gonna go somewhere else with that, but oh sure, I can give you that guy. I this is so I looked it up, and it was made for nine million. Which makes perfect sense because it's so it just fills the scope. It feels so large, with like sound design. It's rich and it's just full. It's full of built people. Built all the sets. Right, 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 right. So just it felt bigger to me. Like I don't know. Just it felt. It was. It's like nine million rich in texture. Nine million tight. Like it's 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 a it's nine, like it's a good amount, but you could definitely tell that they uh, is conservative and they did a lot with it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, for sure. I definitely, yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel like... And it, like... So, I mean, and it, it did great. It made, like, a sweet... It made 48 nice. mil back. That's great. So, I mean, you know, it's doing great. I'm going to look at it real quick. See, yeah, okay. So, I guess that's... I guess that's kind of his estimate... Or his, uh... His, like, uh... His kind of his average budget. Because Hereditary was 10 million. Yeah. So... But it... And that... Well, that... Hereditary made more. Well, that's wild. Hereditary made that, Hereditary but, uh, is definitely... I, I, I don't want to say, like more uh, approachable uh, more right, it is because right. it, it's like a straightforward horror movie it's not, it's not as slow yeah like it, slow it's, it's shorter which, which, it's a straightforward which, horror yeah. movie like it does I, it, Midsummer doesn't skip a beat though dude I, I don't no. feel like Midsummer needs to be any, any now, even movie. the longer version of it I fucking loved like it does right. it moves at a slow pace but like it's the perfect pace for it and honestly I prefer the director's version. You should watch it if next time you watch it. Just just because it's like I like the movie so much, I want more of the character development, which actually does lean more to like... Because there's so much tension within just the main characters that that is important to the plot. You know what I mean? It's like So they cut some of that out to focus more on like the cult stuff, which I, I could understand. But they even cut quite a bit of that. So, Um... What was your favorite part? And then we'll listen to Travis's thing. I know you're... Yeah, you kind of mentioned your favorite part. I, I don't know. That's the, that, that's maybe the best it, part. Maybe. Just like... It's just such a right. good high point in the middle of the movie that... Uh, I mean... Just as you're I, about uh, to lose, like you're like, okay, what's going on here? And then you're like, oh, fuck. I, I think, like... I think the sequence of her her grieving with the group mm-hmm. and their matching breath that's like that's probably my that's probably my favorite that's probably the that's probably the most um the most emotional i got like watching that like it it just i was i felt so good for her like it was that it was like it was tragic you know but it was kind of this to like feel kind of this like um, acceptance accept acceptance of the grief fucking love it it's beautiful that- Dude, that and that, like, and the screaming. I just love, I love, like, the energy behind it. It's, it feels so. It's like animalistic. It's such a release. You know what I mean? Because it is, it's, uh, that's the first time in a long time, like, she's just fully just let it all out. Because the whole, because the whole time she is, like, she's holding it in. She runs away. She always runs runs away. away, She's barely containing it. She runs into the bathroom, whatever. But this time she just has the full on sobs, like, like, leave your body type sobbing, uh, crying, but, like, having this group be fully invested in, like, this empathy for you, feeling it with you, which, uh, 
knowing that, because I didn't realize that the first time I saw the movie, but on the last two viewings, that makes the scene where they jump off the cliff all the better because when they start screaming, they're trying to fill yeah. his pain with him. They're, like, letting him know. Yeah. Like, you think they're just it's so weird, like it's botched, but no. They're like, we're no. doing this with you. We're here with you. This is our... This is yeah. our pain as a community. Well, they're they're all connected, like it's a hive mind mm-hmm. style. Like they're all well, they're all like sharing one mm-hmm. body. Well, and even at the very end, when they have the whole release of like the main the main burning of the festival, they're all having their their total releases yeah. in different ways. Some people oh. are laughing, some and, people are crying. But no, it's sick though. It's sick because it's silent. Everyone's yeah. silent inside until the one guy starts screaming, and then everyone starts screaming, and like that, and so like. This, that that like togetherness, her crying, them sobbing, that like just cinematically, it's beautiful to look at. Like I love how it's framed when he goes to that high angle, and then it's just like that like the breathing and the sound design is beautiful. But then I think like the I mean you know it's it's their bread and butter for the for advertisement and, and shit. But the, that like her and her yeah. dress, her and her the gown, you know why I got it on my shirt because it's just like that's so that's, beautiful. I love that's all the, the last shot. Right? I love her yeah. smile. <laughs> yes, one high out. Last shot. But, and the music and like her, is the most smile. uplifting music too. It's like, and that's why I literally when it ended, I said that's her rebirth. She's just been reborn, man. Like she just shed all this stuff, and this well, is everyone else well, it, shedding all their grief, all their misery, and everything. I want to see her at seventy two, dude. I want to see. I want to see her like. We need a movie with her at seventy one. Midsummer, getting ready. Uh huh. Yeah, midsummer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, dude. What What's your favorite part? Like, probably I, that. I know. I think we could. I think we can agree that yeah, the the jumping like, part. I think is, the whole movie. That's the most visceral. Yeah, and I, I think the whole movie's good, but, but the jumping part. And then I was gonna say the part when they're like, after she catches Christian like in that weird ritual sex scene. And uh, has the whole breakdown, and then everyone's screaming with her. But those two parts, and then uh, I, I think that the the oh, the beginning is so well done, and just so fucking brutal in the way that it's done, <laughs> and like the anxiety it creates, and like just how much it sets up. Um, like it's such a good opening; it just hooks you into. So it's I think it's. Uh, that would. It's kind of one of those like if it's I I think it's a good uh, it's a good test to see if you can hang. It's like it you is. got you can make it through this. <laughs> then yeah, you'll be Seriously. okay. Seriously, yeah. that's like yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see what Travis has to say, huh? Yeah, bud. Let's try hey it again. Kind of keep it this away. Summer yeah. was a beautiful movie in all aspects, from the very cool opening shots of nature and winter, that were interrupted by a loud phone ringing. I was glued to the screen the whole time. I think this is a movie that needs to be seen again, just for all the artwork alone. I'm sure the paintings have to do with how the story turns out. I have to admit, I was expecting an escape by the students, so much better that that didn't happen. At times I was reminded of the movie The Wicker Man, but what I think makes Midsummer better is the character journey of Danny. From losing her family to gaining a new one, amazing. So my question today is, What's what's up with both of your letterbox reviews of this movie? You guys only combine for one sentence and some emojis. Thanks. <laughs> that sounds like you. I don't do emojis. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did some emojis for mine too. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's like uh, this movie's so heavy, and I knew. I don't know. It's sometimes when like we're gonna do the podcast for it. I don't like to. I don't go like super Same. in depth on my review. Um, however, though, Travis, I was. I don't know what my review was, but. 
You literally just said like it's a great folk horror. Yeah. <laughs> Something like literally it's very you're like or you're like it's or no, yeah, it's like it's masterfully done. Folk horror needs to be seen again. Right. Okay, so I was gonna super, I like, haven't done basic because I think the first time I did the letterbox review was like when I first started doing letterbox. Um so I wasn't doing as much. Where now I'd probably give a little bit yeah. more couple sentences, small paragraph type of uh, response. So I haven't done my redone my letterbox, but I was actually yeah. planning on doing it, so just uh, I, know I know you'll I, be you'll be I, there uh, liking it, Travis, as in I'll I, be liking yours. Um, mine, mine was just mine was just a pair of lungs <laughs> with a flower and a crown. <laughs> Is there a lung emoji? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay. I was like, I typed it into search. I was like, lungs. I lied. I'm definitely up, just like, having a lung emoji for sure. <laughs> I, I know, right? It works perfect. <laughs> But uh, anyways, well, it's like breathing right, is such a big deal in silly. the movie, and then also Simon's got it's his lungs outside of his body, so that's fun. Yeah, but no, and uh, Travis on the on the like on the uh, subject of art, that the the one that huge painting um, that Danny has in her room, where it's like the little the little like the girl bear, over yeah. there, that that artist is like a super like famous folk like Swedish folk artist and if i get back to my notes uh that painting is called like stalker's boss and it's painted by john bowen or bow oh excuse me john bauer and bauer. like it i don't know yeah, like it's cool because he's just a swedish folk artist and that that is like that is super integral into the I story i have decided i feel like this like, movie has got bear. to have a uh, like an art book you know because oh, there I is know. like so much art that I'm went sure, into sure the A twenty four. They do they do that kind something. of shit all the time. They make they cards. Do. They make cards a lot. Um, so I want to find some more of the art of it because I I've decided I'm getting a tattoo of uh, like I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do one of those ruins yeah, or no. something or just just something because it's so cool. Or the bear's cool. Or I even I so it's like I saw it you all get I the close up of the girl with the blood coming out of her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, yeah, the, tapestry. Right, right. the, the love yeah. spell. I know. Well, it reminds it's on me. Your dude, neck. We gotta get. We gotta ask David. It reminds me a lot of those. Remember those? Uh, the like in the Balkan when they're talking about the Balkan and they're like, I I would dig a small hole and and he would put his member in the hole and then I would put I'd put herring in it and menstrual oh, blood. And they would yeah, like, do you do you yeah, remember that? Bit. What was yeah right? And it's like. It's just wild. I thought you were like, gonna say the, the menstrual werewolf, but we'll save that for the for the <laughs> ramble. Oh, hell yeah, dude! Menstrual <laughs> werewolf, dude, classic. But uh, no, the the scene where they're like forced, they're like forcing the hair, the salting herring down yeah. the throat. I'm like, what's up with that, dude? Something probably vitality. Or something, something, yeah. Something like that. But but I, I like it was. I never really paid attention to it the first time. Watching it this time, I was like, I'm like, oh man, I wonder what would happen if she if she swallowed it? Because they're like, you know, they're like in one bite or yeah. whatever they're like chanting like you know on your first try on your eat first the, try eat the herring and then she spits it out bite. swallow a hole yeah um, swallow a hole I think yeah. that's where we got swallow a hole so it's like I wonder what, I, I, it's the little details in this would be fun it'd be cool to find out it's a really great movie and I really like it so you should watch it I do and, and, it, and it's it's, right. it's like a lot of movies we say a lot of the best movies I really enjoyed the first time around, but like, are uh, you you understand their intricacies more on rewatches? And this is definitely one of those. Like, every time I watch it, I, there's something new for me to discover. There's something new for me to appreciate. Uh, 
I mean, even even if it gets to the point where that's not the case, like everything is done just so well from, you know, the, the script is just so tight, the fucking cinematography and the music and sound design and the effects and just like the acting and just, everything's just so solid as fuck. So, um, that's going to be a five out of me, dog. Um, you, yeah, cool. You got any, go, you got any other further remarks before I break some terrible news to you, which I'm sure you already know, but. Oh, uh, Ari Aster's birthday is the same day as Victoria. Oh, really? And lumps? <laughs> so I'm gonna so so on. Uh, oh yeah, lumps, Jesus. And so on on Victoria's birthday, I'm gonna throw her an Ari Aster you party. <laughs> just like get her uh, hereditary cakes. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, it's severed. It's yeah. severed head. Oh fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what, what's the terrible uh, news? Terrible news for me and you, maybe. So they did it. Those bastards did it. I was scared that this was gonna happen, but I should have known better. But I got my hopes up because we were close. So next month we're doing blockbuster movies, big blockbusters. Oh, <laughs> was it was it, it Star is, Wars? Did yeah. Star Wars win? It did. By like how many? Three. I thought I was really like close. Three, three. Yeah. Jesus, dude! I knew I you wanted you wanted Indy to win, and I was like, Sue was dude. It was so I wanted close. Indy to win just because. Uh, I, I mean, I I think that uh, I've, I've yeah, never seen. I think it. that Raiders of the Lost Ark is a is a much better film, but. Also because you've never seen it. Well, and that yeah, that was the reason. Mo- that. That's the main reason. I have, oh, I haven't seen. I've seen Star Wars once when I was like thirteen with Chet. So I've seen I, it a couple times. The I first know. one's okay, but it's just like uh, we here. I'm interested to see. I, I'm glad we're watching it because I'm interested to see how we feel. Two general like we're film snobby <laughs> butts we're, that don't like Star uh, Wars as a whole. How we do about a star? I didn't think we'd ever do a Star Wars episode. If you asked me, me either. If you asked me, I'm actually kind of yeah. If you asked me six months ago, hey, uh, do you want to do a Star Wars episode? I'd be like, never. This cult of Simonologist yeah. never doing a fucking Star Wars episode ever or a Marvel episode. <laughs> Suck well, my dick. I'm not I mean, doing it. I refuse. But it's the first. It's the it's the first Star do, Wars. I actually I the original trilogy is fine, but I'm sure we'll have some things to say sure. about it. So we'll see where we land. I'm interested to see. Where again, where it started to where it's become? Because maybe my vision is so clouded by Star Wars fucking mania down in my face constantly uh, these days. You know what I mean? The last you know fifteen years or whatever. It's just Star well, Wars. And, Star Wars. and the look, the look of them is like it's very seems very generic to me. I know. I mean, you know, bring it on. Bring on the, bring on the. Hate. We will I love see. It. It's like, I yeah, just, we will see. Because yeah. the only we'll thing see. I like, my favorite thing about Star Wars, is. The aesthetic and the world, the art design and the world building, that's my favorite thing. Right, and so I, I feel to, like I feel like the newer ones now kind of seem yeah. sterile. And all that's the why same. the best one, We're back the hundred percent, the best one in my opinion. I'm saying it right now. It's Rogue One. Rogue One's the best. Right, and that's what I heard because it's supposed to mimic the seventh well, version. But it's well, not even that. It just has right. nothing to do with right. Jedi's, which I don't care about the Jedi saga like at all. Really, it's just literally. Right. Rebels and Space Blasters, which is fun. It's just a cool sci-fi movie. So, um, all right. Cool. Well, we're watching that. Thanks for listening. Star Wars, it is. Go. Uh, oh yeah, and follow us on follow us on Patreon, Patreon. please. We've got uh, our happy followers: Kylie Landon, Thomas, parents. You know who you are. Thank uh, you. We love you. Thank you much. Um, find us on Patreon. You'll get our bonus episodes. We're gonna throw a bonus episode on our. I will. Our live I will do. I will do it. I'm so sorry. Full page. So you can get like a little nibble of what I'm, we're, of I'm what an we irresponsible man, uh, but I'm also I'm oh, also man. a dad, so it's it's yeah. uh, and you got yeah, you're a birthday I, dad. I can't. 
every week uh, I'm like, holy shit, it's already Tuesday we're recording again. So or every weekend, actually, every yeah. weekend I'm like, fuck, it's Sunday. I got to put up a poll. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then feel free to call in like Travis does. You can dial 801-613-1501. Hooray. All right. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Cool, Go to the Reddit. Vote. We're watching Star Wars next week, and then I'll have some more blockbusters. I'm kind of going to work my way up from, like, starting with the 70s with Jaws and stuff. That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm going to kind of work my way up in the more modern days, even though a lot of them are sequels, so I might get kind of wacky with it. But um, it's our film club, so we do whatever we want. Um, so thanks for everyone for voting thanks for commenting thanks for listening for listening to this check us all out on all those things like we said check out Letterboxd um, and thanks goodbye put, put on your crown of I'm wearing a crown and feel, and feel sexy yeah. dude so happy for the heat baby nope alright see ya <laughs> goodbye <laughs>